0: So before we begin today's episode, as always, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Paul Campaneschi, Zach Duran, Aperba, Lauren L., Eric Sari, Andy Herbrand, Rock the Green, Nate Hanson of Hands and Screen Printing, and Kellyby Goodman. Thank you guys for supporting us. We're on our 100th episode today, and we are really excited. Thank you guys so much for supporting us with the beers and the Music. Now on to the show.
1: All right. Welcome back to another episode, the 100th episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. We, of course, are your hosts as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, we have a truly amazing and fantastic subject for you today. Uh, and something that we are both very passionate about. Hell yeah. This is the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the organization that has uh, truly made Wisconsin and Milwaukee uh, a, a absolute amazing place to be.
0: And how phenomenal is it that you can wear a Bucks jersey? No one will say shit to you anymore. No, exactly. It's great. It's amazing. It's like a top dog organization right best. now. Get out of here.
1: Get off of me. Uh, we also have great music from uh, Dislocation. Awesome. Uh, we have another edition of How Many Locos, obviously, and a great interview with the Poor Historians podcast. That was a
0: great interview. You guys just wait. Yeah, it's phenomenal. This is, it's amazing.
1: And uh, so why don't you grab a beer, uh, crack it, and let's go, you know? So... Let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, the, the team creation uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks, this goes all the way back to January 22nd, 1968. Uh, this is the NBA. Uh, they awarded a franchise to Milwaukee, uh, and uh, it was actually a corporation called Milwaukee Professional Sports and Services, Inc., uh, Milwaukee Pro for short. Uh, it was a group headed by the uh, the Wesley uh, Pavalen and uh, Marvin Fishman. And uh, a fan contest was actually held to name the team uh, with over 40,000 fans participating. Uh, while the most voted fan entry was actually the Robins, hmm. uh, named for Wisconsin State Bird, the contest judges actually went uh, went a little bit rogue, and they went with the second most popular choice, which was the Bucks.
0: I think it's pretty good.
1: It's great, right? It fits in. Which uh, was a reference to the Wisconsin's official wild animal, uh, the white-tailed deer. So uh, went a little bit rogue. Decided, you know what? I don't know if the robins really suits. I don't know if that's NBA uh, basketball worthy. Let's
0: let's go with that it's, next best deal. I, I don't right? think robins are as tough either. Like if you think about the shitty song that uh, Rock and Robin, yeah, exactly. dee. Exactly. No, it's not, not, not that
1: tough. Ugh, sounds a little bit uh, Not tough. <laughs> So, so obviously, we chose the white tailed deer, the Bucks. Uh, one fan, R.D. Treblecox, he was awarded a new car for his part in the reasoning why the right. Bucks was a, a good nickname for the team. And uh, saying the Bucks were spirited, good jumpers, fast, and agile, which obviously is. is it fits. And, and you would want those same describers if you're a basketball player. Like right if on. you're playing basketball, you want to be spirited. You want to be a good jumper. You want to be fast and agile. Those are all very great descriptors of somebody who's playing basketball and also of, you know, bucks, of, of deer. So I don't know
0: if I'm very agile or fast. No, I'm the not kids, very okay, good okay, at okay, any it, of that shit. Okay, I'm not okay.
1: spirited either. I don't, I'm I mean, don't fucking, know what the hell's going on. I'm so, as
0: far from a white-tailed deer as it comes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bucks marked a return of the NBA to uh, Milwaukee after about 13 years. Uh, Their previous team, the Hawks, actually played four seasons uh, in the early 1950s before they moved to St. Louis in 1955, uh, which the Hawks are actually now located in Atlanta, uh, which a team that we all are very uh, familiar with nowadays because of our uh, uh, 2021 historic run here. But uh, before we get there, in October... Uh, the Bucks played their first NBA regular season game against the Chicago Bulls before a Milwaukee Arena crowd of about 8,500 people, 8,467 to be exact. Um, as is typical with expansion teams, the, the Bucks' first season, which was 68-69, a little bit of a struggle. Not exactly the most uh, uh, important or prominent team. Uh, people were still probably paying more attention to uh, the Packers and things like that. Oh, of course. With so, the Wisconsin. Exactly. So we had in. some other stuff going on before, uh, before we would really start to take notice of these Milwaukee Bucks NBA basketball. Uh, their first victory actually came in their sixth game uh, as the Bucks beat the Detroit Pistons uh, of a score 134-118. to 118. Uh, They won all only twenty six games uh, that uh, that season, or twenty six mm. more games rather, so twenty seven games that year. Um, not too shabby. Not I've, terrible. Seen, I've seen teams win, you know, a lot more, Especially or a lot in the opening
0: season. It's not yeah. that bad, really. Honestly, yeah. so.
1: so that year, the Bucks actually recorded, uh, uh, or the Bucks' record earned them a coin flip against their expansion cousins, the Phoenix Suns, uh, to see who would actually get the first pick in that upcoming year's draft. Um, it was considered a foregone conclusion that the first pick in the draft would be Lou El Cinder UCLA um very great basketball oh, yeah, player yeah. obviously we know a lot about him here but it was already you know decided that this guy this student of UCLA would be the best fit for the NBA no matter what team was a, a first pick so foregone conclusion that this would be the guy uh the bucks won that coin flip but had to win a bidding war with the New York Nets of the upstart ABA uh, to secure him. So it wasn't it wasn't just handed to us. You know the coin flip didn't determine that Lou Cinder would be uh, a Milwaukee Buck. He actually had that rival league, the American uh, Basketball Association, to contend with. Wow. So you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't just a handout that. Luel Cinder would come here. So we had to actually. I mean, he's pay kind of him. a
0: legend when it comes to Bucks. So that's awesome Absolutely. That we did get him. So.
1: Exactly. So this takes us all the way to the 1969, 1975 uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar era, as we'll call Huge. it. Luel Cinder, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. Um, big, big timing here with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, we're a brand new franchise. Uh, but uh, with the addition of Luel Cinder, the Bucks finished with a 56 and 26 record in 69 and 70. Ah, uh, the second best in the league, uh, behind only the New York Knicks, which uh, they have a storied franchise in that '60s and '70s era too. Yeah, uh, winning a lot of stuff with Wilt Chamberlain and uh, uh, many other players. But the 29 game improvement was the best in the league history. Uh, a record which would stand for more than 10 years uh, until the Boston Celtics jumped from 29 wins in 1978-79 to 61 wins in 79-80. So Fucking
0: Boston Pretty Kansas. rad that they, yeah, you know, yeah.
1: th- that we were the most improved in in NBA history up until that point, but um, the Bucks defeated the Philadelphia 76ers in five games in the Eastern Conference semifinals uh only to be dispatched uh Uh, in five games by the Knicks in the Eastern finals. Um, So, you know, but we can't take that as a loss. Uh, We're a brand new fucking team, brand new franchise. uh, And and we had that successful of a season. It's not like you just go away thinking uh, we sucked. Right. So with Lou L. Cinder, uh, he, he was a runaway selection for the NBA Rookie of the Year. Uh, obviously played an amazing season with the Milwaukee Bucks his first year. So the following season, the Bucks traded for Cincinnati Royals guard Oscar Robertson. He is the big O. Oscar Robertson is literally uh, one of the best basketball players like of all time. Oscar mm-hmm. Robertson is uh, one of the guys that I had uh, first for a jersey for the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know how, I don't know why, but it was the number one. I loved it. You know, um, it, I, the, the best compliment to Lou Cinder uh, that you could possibly add. Right. Um, subsequently, uh, the the uh, Bucks finished sixty six and sixteen, uh, the second most wins in NBA history at, at that time, uh, and still a franchise record. So uh, we have yet to to surpass that sixty six wins, but uh, these Bucks are amazing, right? So you yeah. got Luell Cinder and you've got Oscar Robertson, just amazing basketball players. During that regular season, the Bucks recorded a then NBA record twenty game win streak. Wow which we've had some pretty cool streaks here uh in in the in the team franchise history that I've watched but yeah, exactly. nothing compared no. to 20 wins. Uh posting a 12 and 2 record in the playoffs, they won their first NBA championship April 30th, 1971, just a few short years after becoming a fucking team. I mean, we're talking 1968 uh three years later they win that that uh that amazing season uh championship uh by sweeping the Baltimore Bullets in four games. I mean that's a huge it is that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah,
0: and luckily I do have a Jabbar jersey. Yes. Like a like they they thirty three, baby. Yeah, they released the classic jerseys and I have one in my closet actually right now.
1: Yeah, Mitchell and Ness is uh kind of that, that classic jersey uh, uh they that they're manufacturing those yeah real yeah. throwback shit yeah which and they I look like so good with the
0: old school seventies deer logo that's like my favorite one too honestly I, I still love that and G-Z. more
1: in that that green and red yep. logo oh, yeah. yeah so uh, the Bucks remained uh, a powerhouse um, uh, so by winning that championship in only their third season uh, the Bucks became that fastest uh, uh, true expansion team. Uh, to win uh, by North American sports to win a championship. So uh, absolutely phenomenal, a huge feat to be reached. And and like I said, the Bucks remained a powerhouse uh, for their first uh, for the first half of the 1970s. Really, uh, the Bucks made it back to the finals then in 1974 and were faced against the Boston Celtics. Now we're talking Red Auerbach, Boston Celtics. These are the best are- of the best, right?
0: These are those fucking cocksuckers of the Boston shit base. Fuck
1: Boston. Yeah, it is. So in game six of this series, Abdul-Jabbar made his famous skyhook shot in a classic double overtime, uh, and we won that game. However, the Bucs would go on to lose in game seven, uh, and for the first time since 1969, the Celtics were again world champs. So really in this time frame, you're seeing a lot of Celtics championships and New York Knicks championships. Milwaukee really snuck one in there in 1971, which is amazing. We had a great team. Uh, like I said, that duo of um, of Cream or Lou, depending on where you're at in that, in that time frame, uh, with Oscar Robertson was just absolutely phenomenal. These guys were great. Uh, um, it just not a lot you can say about this team other than I, right. creating history and setting records. As the 1974 and 75 season began, uh, unfortunately, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar suffered a hand injury uh, and the Bucks got off to a pretty horrible 3-13 and start. Uh, even more injuries would uh, actually end up plaguing the Bucks for that entire season. And uh, the, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar announced that after that season, he wanted to be traded. Uh, and he would really only select the Los Angeles Lakers or New York Knicks as his options.
0: Which were top teams. Top teams, man. I mean, they're huge. Yeah, so.
1: the, even even then, you know, the Showtime Lakers, they had won quite a few championships with Jerry West even then. So, like, uh, after that, you know, the front office, we we tried. We tried to keep him. We tried to offer something that would make him stay here in Milwaukee, and it just didn't happen. Uh, we couldn't come to terms. Uh, so Milwaukee uh, obliged. They, they traded him to the L.A. Lakers. Uh, that was in uh, 1975. We ended up getting Elmore Smith, Junior Bridgman, Brian Winners, and David Myers. Two of those names should stick out quite a bit oh, for yeah. Bucks fans. Junior Bridgman and Brian Winners, uh, both of them have retired jerseys and stuff, and so, great, great guys.
0: When it when it comes to LA too, like just think about it. Like he probably wanted to move to a bigger city, right? Oh, of course. So yeah. LA County. So we're talking just LA County, right? Yeah. Los Angeles County has more population than North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, and part of Michigan. That's so crazy. we're talking about a massive population in a small area. Huge. It's kind of happening at the time, right? So it's yeah. understandable why he wanted to move to LA. And the Lakers have always been a top-notch team. And this is all I'm before, not trying to be like I'm a Bucks fan through and oh, through of course. but Lakers have been a top-notch team. And this is all before 1980. Like mm-hmm. this
1: is 1975 Los Angeles. This is crazy, right? So uh that was a, a great era in Milwaukee Bucks history. We had a lot of shit eras right after that. Oh yeah. Nothing really great happening throughout the 80s. Of course, we had Junior Bridgman and Brian Winters, and they were definitely there. Uh, John McLaughlin, he was there. Mm -hmm. All these really great basketball players, but nobody could really make it happen. So now we jump a little bit forward to 1994 to 2003. I like to call this the Big Dog and Ray Allen era. Uh, There's many other players that could... Obviously have their name here, too, but uh, uh, Big Dog and Ray Allen are the kind of the big ones. I agree. Right. So in 1994, the Milwaukee Bucks held the coveted first overall pick in the NBA draft. And with that, they selected Glenn Robinson, Big Dog from Purdue University. This guy, number 13, was absolutely fucking phenomenal. He was great. Uh, one of the best to ever wear a Milwaukee Bucks jersey. Even better yet, two years later, in 1996, the Bucks would select Stefan Marbury with the fourth overall pick. Now what you don't know is the the Minnesota Timberwolves with the fifth overall pick, just one after us, selected Ray Allen, uh, who was immediately traded to the Milwaukee Bucks along with Andrew Lang for the rights to Milwaukee's selection, which was Stefan Marbury. Stephon Marbury, great basketball player. I think he even might even still play in uh, China. Like he got I, a huge contract. I believe he does. There.
0: And hey, so, around this era that we're talking about right now, do you remember the Bucks rap?
1: Yeah. Song. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! Who's gonna win it? The Bucks. Bucks the Bucks. Bucks. Light it up. Light it up. Yeah.
0: Oh heck yeah! Absolutely dude. phenomenal, man. Right on. And, I'm glad and, you know that one. I hope yeah. our listeners go and check that out. Yeah, they're amazing,
1: right? So, um, this this brings us to. Uh, uh, 2001, which, you know, obviously there's a lot of years between 94, 96 and then 2001. And this
0: was kind of after remember the, like the, the Bulls range like who yes you know i'm always been a bucks fan but who didn't follow the bulls around the mid 90s yeah
1: during those 90s bulls oh
0: my god that was like the couldn't. phenomenal i mean like i love the bucks no matter what i'm always a hands-down bucks fan always yeah. the underdog fan but who didn't watch yeah mj michael
1: michael jordan
0: delivery dude yeah freaking the whole team was just phenomenal um yeah. dennis rodman and us and and my Scotty family pippen dude yeah holy smokes and, the, the delivery man or whatever The what was the mailman was the
1: Actually, mailman wasn't the, on the Bulls though? He wasn't on the Bulls. No, no. He, uh, you're talking about. Uh, I'll I think of it. In a yeah, second, I can't anyway. think of his name, but yeah, dude, yeah. that was like the. Carl legend. Malone.
0: Yeah, Carl Malone. I'm sorry, that he was he faced wrong team.
1: against the Bulls in in the U, when he played for the Utah Jazz. Yes, that's yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, 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 Malone oh my went on God. to play, I think, for the Lakers a but little bit. But that was bit, like the yeah.
0: time when like basketball was huge. amazing. Charles Barkley, like there was a phenomenal. See? Jordan
1: was, Jordan faced Barkley in the in yeah. the uh, uh, finals. He faced the mailman Carl Malone and John Stockton in the finals. That midnight uh, that
0: like center uh, the Supersonics nine was, he played like, against ninety three to like ninety nine was like awesome. Yeah, Man, just great teams.
1: Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Uh, obviously the the Chicago Bulls. I I grew up. Uh, uh, I was born in Chicago and, and moved to Wisconsin when I was uh, only like two or three years old. So uh, my family was. All Chicago Bulls and so
0: look, I, I've been a diehard Wisconsin fan, so Bucks yeah. have always been my number one. And I've, I, I yeah. was born in Wisconsin, but at the same time, like who didn't watch the '90s Bucks? Right, like you it's, had to watch it. The, I mean, I don't care who you the are. The Bulls'
1: run was was one of uh, of historic fashion. They, I agree. They won uh, seventy two. Their record was seventy two and 10 one of the years in like nineteen ninety six. Unbelievable, best record of of all time until just recently when the Golden State Warriors beat it uh, seventy three and nine.
0: And I, I don't know but, how many hockey fans. It's like wayne gretzky man like who oh, didn't course. watch a wayne gretzky who didn't game? watch what yeah i mean if you're a hockey fan and you haven't watched a wayne gretzky vintage episode man i mean yeah. like, you know what i mean it's kind of the same thing that Just 90s phenomenal. that 90s period like it was wayne gretzky michael jordan like he had your top dog yeah brett Favre, even yeah oh yeah who didn't watch yeah. a brett farve brett
1: farve's yeah best so, so this takes us to 2001 uh when when robinson uh alan sam cassell uh you know just some of the best names in basketball at this time uh, uh, and Tim Thomas, all these guys would lead the bucks to a game seven in the Eastern conference finals. I mean, Huge. you're one game away from know, going right? to the finals right there. Uh, and this was against the Philadelphia 76ers, which had Allen Iverson. Uh, Allen Iverson was, you know, a, a guy that was drafted same year as uh, Ray Allen, uh, only a few picks later, maybe I think, or maybe it was the first overall pick. I don't remember. The
0: city of brotherly shove, man. Yeah, exactly.
1: Fucking bunch of dicks over there. Yeah, for sure. But uh, they ended up losing uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 to the 76ers. It's all right. 76ers went on to lose to the L.A. Lakers, obviously, with Shaquille O'Neal and uh, oh, yeah. uh, Kobe Bryant. and I mean, just uh, amazing team over there. Uh, we we, you know, and I, I like to speculate that I think if we would have made it past the 76ers, I think the bucks would have absolutely crushed the LA Lakers. You think so? Oh, I think hundred percent. So. I mean, they
0: had a pretty solid team around yeah. that period.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: That was with the purple, uh, the purple, purple, jerseys. purple and yeah, green, man. Heck yeah. Yeah. Right on.
1: So, uh, these Milwaukee bucks were the team that I grew up watching, uh, and really made me fall deeply in love with not only the franchise Milwaukee Bucks, but uh, also just the, the game of basketball in general. I, I played a lot of basketball when I was a kid. Yeah, I would go to all of the open gyms that we had and then also the uh, intramurals for high school. I just couldn't stay away from it. I, I had a lot of friends uh, and a lot of friendships that that began right there on the basketball court as well. Sean Nemitz, one of the, one of the guys that I hung out with so much in high school him and I would absolutely consistently play basketball, you know, almost every single day. Um, so just really, really great stuff. And, and him and I were both super into the box, uh, would constantly wear jerseys and stuff. And uh, unfortunately, after that 2001 historic run, the team basically was dismantled. Uh, it would take decades to repeat this feat, but uh, what an amazing, amazing team to begin with, you know? Um, so, we jump again. Uh, we really fast forward this baby. Jump in the time machine, hit 2013 to present. We're talking about the Giannis Antetokounmpo Greek Freak era. Right. On. This is right now. You know this is happening. So after officially making himself eligible for the NBA draft in 2013, the Milwaukee Bucks did select Giannis uh, with the 15th overall pick, and I'll tell you what, people were shocked. I don't think a lot of people knew his name. Didn't yep. really know what it's was going unrecognizable on.
0: Unrecognizable at the time.
1: Unrecognizable. A guy who hadn't played at like a college, but only played internationally. Um, so the the Bucks were keen to that idea, and they said, "Fuck it, let's go." So between 2013 and 2020, Giannis really grew up right in front of our eyes. I mean, I have pictures of him uh, in uh, uh, the 2013 season sitting courtside. I'm right behind the bench, and he looks just like a twig. Yeah, it's he's scrawny. Crazy. I remember real when, he, we scrawny. First,
0: when we first got him on the team. He was a yeah. pretty little dude.
1: So he really developed all the way from you know this real scrawny guy and developed right into the Greek freak that we know today. Uh, in fact, on on September eighteenth uh, of twenty twenty, Antetokounmpo won his second consecutive Most Valuable Player award for the entire league. So that means that everybody in the league had had basically unanimously thought this guy is absolutely the most valuable player to his organization. Period.
0: He's like one of the most improved players. I have heard absolutely, mu- yeah, multiple times. And
1: in fact, in I think in you know like twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, he actually won Most Improved. I- um, absolutely phenomenal. So, um, in doing so, he actually joined, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan as just the, uh, uh, only third player to win MVP and NBA defensive player of the year, uh, in that same season. So 2020 was really just a highlight year for Giannis, uh, really amazing stuff. Um, Giannis actually, resigned uh, re-signed with the Bucks in, uh, 2020, December 15th, uh, becoming, uh, one of the most I mean I think it's the largest contract in in league history maybe something's happened since then but um it's a five-year 228 million dollar extension to his contract uh just absolutely worth it though I mean this guy is is so good uh arguably the best in uh, Milwaukee history uh I would say even greater than you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar
0: just just check out his points average exactly that's what I
1: mean it's unbelievable so and what he's done in such a short period of time here with the city, which is amazing. So, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks did return to the NBA Finals in 2021 after 47 years, uh, and um, uh, they defeated the uh, the Phoenix Suns uh, in the 2021 Finals, first championship in 50 years uh, since 1971. Absolutely
0: fucking ridiculous. It's it's amazing to have the title back here in Milwaukee. To That's be what honest, I love. Like you know what? I as soon as like. So, first off, I got the Eastern Championship shirt, right? Yeah. Because I had to. Yeah. And then I got the freaking finals. show. I got like a whole series of fucking Bucks shirts right now. Yeah. Because yeah. I love it, It's just so cool that I can wear a Bucks jersey. No one will say shit to you. <laughs> Remember when people used to make fun of you for wearing a purple oh, yeah. Bucks jersey? Oh, yeah, dude. In school?
1: Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, those guys are fucked. You came in no. and you rocked a, a, Vin, uh, a Vin Baker or a fucking right. uh, Ray Allen or something like that. People were like, Come
0: on! You were rocking purple, and people would just rip on you. But now, like no one will say anything,
1: right? And a couple of my in a couple of my school pictures, man, I got you know a nice uh, purple right on. jersey on. Whether that's Ray Allen or Big Dog, I can... had
0: an Allen at one point. I had yeah. an Ray Allen for sure. Yeah. So, and then
1: I still rock my Tony Coach Bucks jersey from two thousand three or two thousand four. I still rock it every once in a while. Um, absolutely amazing! I was in the the stadium for. All of the home games of the finals, whether that was in a seat or standing room only, I have my ticket and a picture of uh, Giannis and the uh, and the trophy right behind me in a in a nice plaque that I had made for me. Um, I have a piece of the court that they won the championship on. I mean, I am diehard. I, mean, I have, You're I've been even a season more than, ticket than holder I, than I like, watch
0: all the games on TV, but you actually go to the yeah, damn games.
1: I've been a season ticket holder for a few years, and uh, will. I will always be a Milwaukee Buck fan, and and through and through, it's just one of my all time favorite passions. And uh, like I said, the game of basketball is just the best. So we'll go over a little bit of Giannis's accomplishments, since he's probably the most accomplished Milwaukee Bucks player of all time, right? Uh, he's two time NBA MVP. 2019 and 2020 he's nba defensive player of the year in 2020 he's a six-time all-star between 17 and 21 uh, nba all-star game mvp in in 2021 this guy is a three-time all nba first team select in 2019 through 2021 three-time nba all defensive team NBA 75th anniversary team, which let's talk about that. That's one of 76 players total in NBA history are to- are, are, are selected for this team. And uh, he makes it. We're talking uh, Michael Jordan. We're talking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on this team. Wilt Chamberlain is on this team. Uh, uh, Dr. J, Julius Irving is on this team. Irving Magic Johnson is on this team. Best fucking players of all time. And Giannis Antetokounmpo from Greece is selected for this fucking team. Uh, It makes me so proud to be uh, a Milwaukee Bucks fan, and hopefully he's a Milwaukee Buck for life, but he's obviously an NBA champion 2021 and NBA Finals Most Valuable Player 2021. This guy is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Like we said, Russ and I have, have gone over a couple times here that we have not only been to these these games, we have been in the arena for all these things, whether oh, yeah. that's the Bradley Center or now the Pfizer Forum.
0: I've I mostly been to Bradley Center. I actually yeah. have not been to Pfizer Forum, which is really sad. But I've been to Bradley Center games multiple times. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I am a huge Bucks fan. And like I said, like... I, I was kind of iffy about the Pfizer forum, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the right. birds, like they haven't been the best team in the world, so why should they deserve like a new, a new stadium, right? right, right? And right. I was kind of on that board where it's like, yeah, you know, like I love the Bucks, but like, do they really deserve a new thing? Right. But then they got Giannis, yeah, and, and I'm all for it, dude. I mean,
1: like hell yeah, that crazy, that crazy build of this team is is so cool to to have seen Giannis get drafted. Chris Middleton comes just a, uh, maybe a year later. Uh, from the Detroit Pistons and and we just keep building and then uh, you know you finally see this uh this resurgence of this team in this franchise that is just absolutely phenomenal my first game uh was um at the Bradley Center and i think it was a, a Boston Celtics game um in 1996 my my grandparents brought me to a game and
0: mine was a Knicks game in 97 at the Bradley there Center There you go so, so. like
1: Right, right in the same wheelhouse as you and I. You know, we we finally got a chance to see uh, Ray Allen and Big Dog. Oh, and, right and, on! Uh, that was like the
0: best. And then the Bucks. the best, the Buck song, dude. I used to rock that sucker hard, dude.
1: Yeah, I was definitely one of those guys who who would recite that, especially oh, after yeah. going to a game. Oh, you know? right on. Um, and and I didn't go to a lot between you know, especially not in the nineties. Uh, once it hit, you know, two thousand, two thousand three. I was going pretty regularly trying to hit these fucking games. I would sit courtside. I mean, it was a lot easier back then. Tickets dude, were a I, lot cheaper. I actually
0: remember you rocking like vintage jerseys at parties all the time. Hell yeah, dude. You were I mean, like a Bucks fan. Hard, that was, that was my thing. You're definitely harder than I am. Like I've always been a Bucks fan because I've been born in Wisconsin. So I really only support Wisconsin teams, but I remember you being a diehard Bucks fan.
1: And that was my thing. I would, I would literally wear, you know, uh, a bucks Jersey as if it was a regular fucking t-shirt. Like it's just crazy. Right. You know, nobody else does that around here. Now they do. And it's fun to wear, you know, your, your old vintage. And uh, it's
0: actually like, it's okay to wear now. No one can make fun of you anymore. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's pissing
1: on your parade. That's for sure. Definitely not. Um, it's like I said, I remember, you know, in in that moment game, uh, game six, uh, at Pfizer forum against the Phoenix suns, uh, I was with you know one of my best friends, Adam uh, Wesner, and we're standing, uh, standing room only. We got him, uh, and we're, we're front row of that standing room only, though. So we're at the top of the section of of uh, 117, I think it was, and uh, it just absolutely crazy. The game was back and forth, pretty good, but towards the end, you could just see the momentum just shift only to the Milwaukee Bucks. The Phoenix Suns couldn't do shit right, and you just saw every every single uh, uh, possession become uh, a way that the Milwaukee Bucks were going to kick the fuck out of the Suns, and in that moment when we held the ball and it was and it was sealed, like we were going to be the fucking champions, I fucking cried. Did I you? cried my eyes out. I uh, every every game I take my wife by the spot where I, I sat down and I just cried right after they won. I t- I took a couple pictures and I. Uh, I, I do have those, and I think I've posted them on on social media as well. But um, that moment when uh, the Milwaukee Bucks finally won that championship was just something of like thirty some odd years of of me being uh, right. alive and a fan melted into this amazing feeling, and uh, I, I just I can't even shake it. You know, I know that it's still. It's still this, you know, our championship year. We're we're playing right now, and we're we're good, and we're we're gonna make the postseason and stuff like that. But I still can't shake the idea that we that we were champions in twenty twenty one, and we were the best fucking team there was.
0: Right, and what a great location for the Pfizer Forum, right in the brewery yes. district, which is awesome. There's just so many cool places. Me and Eric have been down there film not only our promotional video but also drink some brewskis. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, I've been down there a, a dozen times. If not more, uh, just drinking beers, and then uh, that that whole district is so cool.
0: But go Bucks,
1: go Bucks! All right, so on to our music segment, and we've got a fast hitting, awesome punk band from Milwaukee. We are talking about dislocation. Uh, really, really cool, classic stuff here. I mean, they literally pull from some of the best influences yes. I can think of. Uh, as far as fast punk goes.
0: Like Bad Religion. You're yes. talking like these really great bands. And it's great that they're from Milwaukee. And we're doing the Milwaukee Box episode today, right? Yes. Like these guys are just phenomenal. And they play at like a lot of the local venues we go to all the time, like X-Ray Arcade yeah. and all the yep. other ones. So we really hope you guys appreciate it. Um Obviously, like I'm getting a lot of the influence of that. Like I would say probably like early 90s punk a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Late, late 80s, early 90s punk. Fast. Very fast, yeah, and I it mean, definitely songs has...
1: don't take very long to get through. You know, these
0: guys are amazing, and I hope you guys get a chance to go and see them. Um, just amazing, and especially like X Ray Arcade, amazing venue, such a cool venue. They, they have like the best bands lately? Yeah, like just unbelievable. And, and the
1: space is great. I mean, you can actually play some arcade games if you want, uh, but the whole stage side is, uh, just it's a bit it's a big area, you know, for for a lot of people to just cram right into, which is nice. Uh, and I've seen some really great stuff there before.
0: Dude, like we always talk, we say this every time, Cactus Club, Frank's Power Plant, yeah. X-Ray Arcade, like the whole Bayview area basically. Like Pretty much, just yeah. You see like the best bands of all time in Milwaukee yeah. area.
1: Yeah, it's an absolute uh, amazing area for, for local uh, punk rock music and just for local music in general. And uh, uh, everybody should be hitting up those venues regularly to check them out, including like... Uh, uh, the River West, uh, like Lineman's. Uh, I mean, just check it yeah. out. These so, guys are, are great.
0: It was another one where we kind of had to go through the catalog quite a bit. And uh, Eric, you decided on which one was it? Was it Oaks? Oaks,
1: yeah. Oaks is the one, and, and honestly, it's not their longest song. Which you know, obviously, punk bands, uh, none of them are super long. But uh, this one is just—it's catchy. It's—it's—it's it's, it's punk, and it's—it's it's good. It's got a great sound to it, and uh, I really hope everybody enjoys it. So this is Dislocation oaks That right. was amazing. Dislocation. Dislocation. Uh, absolutely fana- f- fantastic song. Oaks uh, was the one that we chose. Uh, they have a, a few other songs out there, obviously, too, so go and listen to them. And then, uh, like we've said, they they play at a, a handful of, of all of these local awesome venues that we've named, and uh, you should definitely keep uh, your eye peeled uh, for that as well because their live stuff is... Um, is really cool and you can and you really get a feel for that energy that they're trying to portray as well so go check it out so now on to our beer segment uh, this one's fun uh, we have uh, a really you know sensible topic yeah I guess. we actually uh, got a
0: crawler from the lakefront brewery because we want to support the uh, Ukrainian cause
1: yeah yeah so uh, lakefront obviously is doing a crawler uh, to support the refugees of Ukraine. Uh, Lakefront Brewery is donating $10 to the National Bank of Ukraine Humanitarian Assistance to Ukrainians uh, affected by Russia's aggression to help the refugees of the war. Uh, This crawler costs an extra $5, and we are matching those funds for a full $10 from each crawler uh, going to those in need. They have uh, raised a lot of money, Russ.
0: Yeah, and so... I, I had to take, like, unfortunately, I had to take a semester of uh, Russian in school. Sure, sure. So, uh, Putin kuilo means Putin is a dick, which is the name of this beer that we're talking about today. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite Russian terms, if uh, you guys ever want to, like, know how to say it is, a uh, pravda Govorish, which is mean, are you telling me the truth? It's one yeah. of my favorites. Wow. Just so you know, dupravda yeah. gavorish" is like the are Russian. Are you telling me the truth? Are you telling me the truth? So they have raised
1: $54,000 for Ukraine Which is awesome, and the man. refugees fuck, there.
0: Fuck Russia, man. Fuck the yeah, communist fuck regime, dude. This He's guy's a, dick. a dickweed. So Lakefront essentially was
1: creating these crawlers with the label, uh, Putin is a dick, uh, written all over his forehead. So- they would, they would fill the crowlers with just whatever random, different
0: beer. Like a kind of a random beer. And I think right. in this case, we kind of got a hazy IPA, I yeah. believe, is what we're drinking.
1: 6.8% here. was what was written on the side, and uh, date was like 3-4. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: and we got a hazy, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting an IPA flavor. I think yeah. we're getting a little bit of citra coming through, maybe yeah. a little bit of mosaic. I can't tell for sure on this one. But it's definitely like a little cloudy amber colored. Um, the can's awesome. I mean, it has Putin's head, and it says right on his forehead, Putin is a dick. In pretty the blue, pretty simple, simple In the
1: Ukrainian blue and yellow. Uh absolutely amazing. Uh which was cool. You know, we we just wanted to say, you know, we we also don't we don't appreciate the aggression uh that he is showing towards uh the, the Ukrainian people. It just doesn't make sense and it just feels uh criminal in in nature to uh, to attack and to uh, Provoke this, uh, people, this war
0: People who are going to college living like Kind of a I guess you would call a Western European style living sure. just, just trying to live their life right I mean and then like some dickhead from Russia Comes in and uh, just screws everything right. up And I mean, unfortunately, little kids are suffering. Parents are suffering. So, a lot like, of innocent anything people. we can do here at the WDH podcast, we're yeah. doing. So, we bought this crawler right away. Obviously, yeah. with our money for our Patreon. I mean, what a better way to spend our cash?
1: Well, we just figured, you know, it, that's exactly what would have happened uh, if this money hadn't hit us first. Uh, this money would have would have gone to support the. Uh, oh, of course. I mean, that's like in Ukraine, number one in our refugees. list. I mean,
0: like when it when it comes to us like communism no-go right i mean like yeah capitalism has its flaws but honestly like communism is just a no-go and you know yeah. what like the aggression and just like treating people like they're just fucking it's just a piece of territory for you is just wrong yeah,
1: yeah and and uh attacking uh innocent individuals in order to uh, regain a territory that was yours i don't know in the 30s for fuck's right. sake the just, soviet
0: aliens fucking dissolved. yeah like, just, exactly just deal exactly. with it brother yeah you know so uh
1: hey you know what thank you russ Clish, and uh, uh all of the guys over there at Lakefront. Y- you're you're doing uh you're doing great stuff and and I, we really fully support anything that you have and and anything that you come up and
0: these sold out quick didn't they Eric? we were lucky enough to grab one which yeah. is unfortunate i mean they're really still
1: like... they're still trying to donate as well and i, I know that uh you know, the label probably still exists and they'll probably put it on a bunch of cans. I hope so. I hope forward, they keep but, going.
0: I hope they keep going. Yeah. I know they, I know they were having an issue cause like people were just buying it up. It was
1: a big, big day. And
0: I think that's maybe why we got the hazy APE because they sold out of the original. You I don't know, know what, what I mean? Because yeah. I don't know for sure, but like we did get a hazy APE for yeah. our can. I mean, I've heard other people. What was it? The Bumbleberry? We heard Someone heard fans? Bumble,
1: but I don't know if that was a real thing or not. Yeah, you know?
0: I, we heard that one, and I then we yeah. heard some people maybe got like River West Stein in theirs. I don't know 100 percent on what's going on, but yeah, if anything, we can do like we're just glad we can spend our Patreon money to yeah. uh, support Ukraine, and uh, we hope you guys can get one of these crawlers while they're out and get the sweet label art on and, top. And of give it.
1: and give to uh, the the people that need it most. So.
0: Cry-less around join us for a chat how many locos you add? all right folks it's that time again for the uh, how many Locos segment and we actually have a young blood and actually me and eric when did you start drinking eric i mean early i was pretty early too to be honest <laughs> i don't remember exactly what year it was to be too. honest like i used to steal beers from my dad's fridge sorry yeah. dad if you're listening but uh yeah. yeah this one is um a young blood Trying to compete with the uh, Wisconsin uh, How Many Locos segment here. Yeah. So let's let's see what you got, Eric.
1: So this is from Howard. Uh, a 17-year-old girl is accused of driving drunk and leading deputies on a wild chase in Brown County. Police say that the girl swerved into oncoming traffic, forced a semi to the edge of the road, drove up on a curb through snow, and took out a mailbox. Nice. Um, I wonder if that's a, fe- uh, a federal offense. <laughs> it is probably
0: at that probably point. Probably ruining yeah. It probably so, is.
1: She eventually stopped and she was arrested for OWI and fleeing an officer. Uh changing that culture takes time, and I think we're going down that right direction. But that's unbelievable. Seventeen years old at point, point three, three one. one. That obviously shows we've still got work to do says Brown County Sheriff's Captain Dan Sandberg. So um, let's talk about yeah. this first off. First so of all, what's yeah. the
0: what's the legal limit? 0.08, right? 0.08, yeah. So she's a little over three times the limit, right?
1: Yes. A, yeah. Over three times
0: the limit. Over three times so the limit. So she's yeah. she's lit. I mean, she's having a great I mean,
1: 3.1 right? or 0.31 rather is like uh I don't know if it's necessarily considered death level but it's
0: it's it's definitely it's like blood poisoning level like your blood
1: poisoning for sure oh yeah Alcohol, blood but yeah
0: I, I, so, like i wish i could talk to her and be like just don't like you know well, what i mean in my old ass age you know like
1: probably not gonna be able to get through to her at 0.31 she's probably not listening too well probably um so four years ago the brown county sheriff's office set up an owI task force aimed at lowering drunk driving arrests uh, it says alcohol-related uh, fatalities are down due to those efforts, but uh, uh, yeah. that doesn't mean that things it, are going super well for that. I uh, mean, there's not
0: a, there's really not a lot in this article here. We got we got the age and we got the we do have a blood level though, so we yeah. do have a good. I'm, I mean, she's 17 years old, point three one. She's blackout. She's she, straight up blackout. I was
1: just gonna say point three one at 17 years old. Me a point three one. I'm done. And a girl. I'm done. I'm, I'm not trying to, like, section out them as, as worse drinkers, but I think scientific, you know, evidence proves that uh, their tolerance is a little bit lower than, than that of a male, but still, 0. 0.31 for it's huge. Uh, a 17-year-old
0: is crazy. For me, it's huge. Um, like, I would probably run from the cops at a 0.31. You know what I mean? You don't even know what's going well. on. You don't even know what's going on. Your legs ain't moving, you know? Right, you don't even know what's going um, on at that point. So, like... I mean, I don't even know where to go with this one, Eric. I mean, like, we know 16's a blackout level, right? We know 16 is that level. Here's here's the
1: thing that I'm going to tell you that I think you should keep in mind as okay, well. Okay, sounds good. Age. Keep in mind age and sex, and I think that we'll get to a number similar.
0: You think this is going to be a higher local?
1: I'm not saying until we uh, count it down, but I think if I've got a number, I got a number. you got a number? I
0: think I have a number, Eric. And, and okay. I, I'm not going too crazy here because I know being 17, I remember being 17. I remember drinking go. hard. You drank with me at That's 17. what I'm saying.
1: So keep in mind. So keep all that in mind. Uh, I'm going to count down. Three, two, one, and then we're going to give our number. Sounds okay? good, Eric. All right. Three, two,
0: one, 20. 12. Ugh. I was thinking 20. I burped. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So do you you want to meet at 16 then? I I think so. So the only reason I thought with the .31, like she is like brazen enough, like she has the energy, but she's probably blackout. She doesn't know what's going on to run from the cops.
1: But that's why I thought lower at a full uh, three
0: cans. Do you want to meet in the middle at sixteen? Yeah, are you off for that? Are yes, you good with that? Absolutely. I think that's a. I don't, I don't want to debate this one too much, but I think like seventeen year old right. 0.31 is pretty good. And we have our
1: reasons why we think maybe she could have been at a at a twelve or maybe at a at a, a twenty one. You know, Eric, I,
0: I've is? been I've been at a twenty local. Yeah, at seventeen. You've seen me at a twenty one and I've thrown up. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. I think. I think we're good. I I think do you want to go with that a then? A 16 a 16 local. Do yeah. you want to sound the gavel on that law and order? Judge Eric Rules 16 Lokes. Holy smokes guys. Today we're here with the Poor Historians podcast. How are you guys doing?
2: Good. Oh man. We are awake. We are we are awake. We are firing on all one cylinder on yeah. my case <laughs> and
0: If it wasn't for we the Mickeys, I think so if it wasn't for the Mickeys, I think we'd be in the same spot as you guys. So yeah. we noticed the area codes, and we wanted to find out where you guys are from because we see a 414, a 262, and a 312.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Max, uh, we've got a, what, a 312 here?
0: That's me. I, uh, so I am not, it's a Chicago
2: number. I'm not originally from Chicago. Okay. I did go to medical school in Chicago, but uh, for all intents and purposes, I grew up out in Colorado, believe it oh. or not.
0: Oh hey, wow, we love Colorado here. One, at the podcast. one of the best,
1: one of the best beer states there is. I, I, I love it. Um, oh, absolutely. And then uh, Aaron and, and Mike, we we've got you guys kind of in the in that Wisconsin realm oh, here. Oh yeah, we uh, see the four one four and the two six two representing.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, this is Aaron. I, I mean, I grew up in New Mexico, but that's ancient history now. I've been in the Midwest for more than twenty years. I I married a Wisconsin girl, so we moved back here because you know. We had to raise our kids in the homeland. So I'm adopted, uh, but I didn't have a choice about where I just said I was from after that. So
1: love it. Hey, cool. as long as you're here, you know. And you found great.
0: a Wisconsin girl, so you uh, definitely scored big time there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Mike here? Mike, what's your story? Mike, oh,
4: well, I'm the local guy. Yeah, grew up um, southeastern Wisconsin, never left, did bed school and all that stuff here.
1: Very good. So we did some good. We got some real smarties on the phone here today.
2: Uh, who's that? Uh, well,
0: I thought it was, thought it was one hey, of you three. Anybody can go to medical school, man. I mean, I'm an engineer, but I'm not yeah. that smart, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> but awesome. We yes. won't admit to being either. Okay, good. So we want to ask you guys, too. I know you guys have a piece of history you guys kind of wanted to talk about. And uh, obviously, we love your podcast. So we want to hear this little piece of history, Max, uh, if you want to begin.
2: Yeah, well, I thought it was probably uh, very apropos to pick something Wisconsin-based and history-based and where we cross over. So I got I want to talk about uh, want talk about some ticks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As, uh, if I, if I learned anything from uh, moving here to Wisconsin, it's that uh, you guys love ticks up here, you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I'm learning to love them. There's plenty of stuff to talk about, and I think I can probably keep this to under three hours if you'd like. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> We'll start
1: yeah. There. yeah, hicks or ticks. But uh but we ticks. Get, we more... got we
0: got some hicks around here,
1: not hicks too many. With ticks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, how
5: did say oh.
0: Hicks with ticks?
4: Yeah. exactly. say something else.
1: More more yeah, more particularly, hicks generally are the ones that get ticks because they like to, you know, mud and hunt and all that other stuff too. So uh this is great. But ticks, obviously, this this is crazy because uh we're we're approaching that time of year now. So this could be good education for everybody.
4: You guys, so don't think I could do this, Aaron. I don't, I don't do ticks.
3: I I'm just, not oh, them. I hate them. I hate them. They're so, uh, yeah, they're my least favorite insect, I gotta say, yeah. So <laughs> well, they're,
2: I mean, they're gross and they're skeezy, but you know. Yeah. So I was looking for uh, a nice Wisconsin tidbit here, and I, I think that uh, I think we missed out. I think we could have laid claim to to Lyme disease, and unfortunately. Uh, Somebody from Connecticut got there first. Damn it! There is a connection here. I know. I know. So, do you, you gentlemen? uh, Do you have you been familiar with Lyme disease at all?
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. I know
0: a few people that have, uh, unfortunately, you know, that are dealing with it. Yeah. I had one of the worst days of my life where uh, I kind of searched my pants while I was out in the woods going to the potty, and uh, yeah, there was a little one of those scummy little bastards looking up at me, so I wasn't very happy about that guy.
2: You it's gone. absolutely yeah. it's important. And they form a very tight connection with the people they find, too.
0: So, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> indeed.
2: So here's the thing. So Lyme disease, which is a tick-borne illness, meaning they bite you and they have the, the, the bacteria. Uh, it's called Borrelia burgdorferi. But this little bacteria uh, is responsible for all Lyme disease. And the, the fact of the matter is that it, it, it probably should have been named after Wisconsin. So... Here's the deal. The Lyme disease has been around for a while. It goes all the way back uh, to probably as long as we've had ticks uh, on earth, but we think of it as being kind of a U.S. disease, but it started back in Europe. So they had uh, ticks uh, all over Europe and a lot of people would come down with the symptoms of Lyme disease. So there's a, there's a lot to it that we won't, we won't bore you with textbook uh, level information. And that's <laughs> definitely not because we can't remember it all off the top of our heads. But you know, essentially, uh, you get bitten by the tick, you contract it, and it can it can be as simple as a rash with a little bit of fever and aches, or it can be as severe as like meningitis and brain infections. So those little those little bastards. They, they, wait, can I say a bad words? Yes. Oh, yeah,
0: you can say whatever you want <laughs> on this podcast. Say the podcast. fucking bad words. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> no. doesn't let me back. say bad words. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's probably not great if you're trying to make money on your podcast.
2: Yeah, which is um, why we are where we are. Right? Which is why we are where we are. <laughs> but yeah, oh, we we definitely are. Yeah, so we we, we understand. Trust me.
1: Yeah, and, and so, you get muscle aches, and I think one of the one of the telltale signs is the target. Right, you get a a a red kind of rashy looking target on your body. Right. You yep. sure
2: do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and that's so weird. we that rash. Uh, uh, we call uh, erythema migrans, and it, it means uh, redness um, migrans.
1: Yeah, we had, a, kid in, <laughs> we had <laughs> a we had a we had a kid in high school that was his nickname actually. Uh, what did you say, Mirror Methan grains.
2: Poor uh, kid, man.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one to say. It's all the medical stuff.
2: I agree. And uh, so, yeah, so you, that that is a characteristic fashion and a lot of things do, you get a lot of joint aches and sometimes joints can get infected with it. So it's just kind of a fascinating uh, illness, if you will. So, you know, a lot of, uh, there's like cases going back to like the 1760s when they start, people start putting together, hey, you know, we're getting sick after these little ticks bite us. So I found there's like a Scottish case uh, off uh, one of the islands where, they described that uh, one of the, I don't know if it was a farmer or whatnot, but he gets bitten by a tick, and they called it like a, quote, worm with a body that penetrates the skin, which is a weird way to describe a tick because it's yeah. not worm-like. But Definitely, I don't know. Yeah. All yeah. bugs look the same, right?
0: A little pinchy bugs.
2: Yeah. It's all full of blood, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when they get oh, engorged. I,
4: when they're really
2: plump and they're squirming around, those are my favorite. Yeah. really like grapes, you
1: know. Now, have you have you had to deal with one that is uh, – is is mature uh as a as a uh, a parasite that is engorged and full of blood
3: oh, oh that, yeah yeah awful. i mean yeah this ties. is a common yeah this is a common presentation
1: yeah so. absolutely i've had it's my dog so my dog came home one time after a trip up north and uh we didn't notice it but right in between her eyes there was one and and like i said it maybe a couple days and it was uh just large and leathery looking right in the middle. And uh, that was a fun night of trying to, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and honestly, you know, you hear all the the things that you can try to do with a lighter and and try to, to get them to be uncomfortable to release their grip. And we did, you know, the the method of, of heating up like the back of a spoon. Not for drug purposes, but for <laughs> um, to to heat up something that I wouldn't be burning my dog's fur off, you know. So and it worked, and it was great, and and we did. We took it to the uh, the the vet. You have to bring in the tick as well uh, to make sure that mm-hmm. hey, the head is there, and then also they can perform some tests on that to see well, is this the bad kind or is this like the okay kind that uh, won't leave you with a, a nasty infection?
4: Absolutely. Well, you know, what yeah, we do too. Is just look at the size? The deer ticks are the ones that carry lime, and they're usually tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, you know, those big plump ones are usually wood ticks.
0: They're both scummy. I
2: personally have a. I have a habit when I pull them off people, if they're and I have a hundred percent they're still alive rate when I pull them off. I put them in a, a, a sterile urine container next to me on the desk when I'm working. I name them and then. Uh, and I, yeah, I release them to the wild because I'm a weirdo.
3: Nice. You do that. That's you. I absolutely You're the one <laughs> responsible for the little, little, little cups full of
0: pics so that work. Those I, are the they're words.
1: continuing they're to to live and breed because of you.
0: So I heard you put them in a urinal container. I thought you were going to take a piss on the little buggers. I was <laughs> yeah. like, this guy's awesome. <laughs> like, this guy's Perfect. hard. I just <laughs>
1: piss on them until they're dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just make sure that they don't escape. That's all. Be responsible.
1: I hear you. And yeah. and now I don't know if this continues the, the conversation in the direction that we wanted it to, but do they have uh, a purpose within the circle of life that is n- necessary? <clears throat>
3: Ah uh, man, we're doctors, no. not philosophers. Not, not there that you I'm go, aware
1: <laughs> not <of>. philosophers. <laughs> like, it. but you know, you know, uh, spiders. Uh, spiders help. Uh, they eat uh, mosquitoes, don't they? So, like, I
0: mean, my chickens definitely eat the ticks, which is great. I mean, okay. so These I don't are, know. I guess they feed my chickens. They are so.
1: food for some. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh. Like bird populations, <laughs> I think, like aviary, like sure. a lot of them um, do eat ticks. So,
2: what's kind of like? The, what's the point of mosquitoes? They're just horrible. Uh, I, know, right. I, I don't know that ticks serve... Uh, a, I'm sure there's entomologists out there that could tell me that uh, there is some ecological function. But no, I think they just exist to be skeezy. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's kind of like mosquitoes, the Wisconsin State Bird. They're just scumbags, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. They kind of No, go ahead. Um, So yeah, we just wanted to know, Um, is, is there a case or maybe like, is there a proper way... That you recommend getting rid of these bastards.
4: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, I Mike, what's your go-to? Mine is the... Well, if you're taking it off of somebody, then the tick key is the way to go. Pick tick it key? Up yeah. at Fleet Farm.
0: Oh, oh snap. Yeah, so Shit, farm. we have yeah, Fleet Farm. Thing,
4: yep, yeah. Use That's the 100% success rate. That'll You'll get the entire tick every time of that thing.
0: Shit. Yeah, they have maybe. a tool for getting rid yeah. of ticks? I should own yeah. that.
4: Yeah. yeah, we actually keep them in the ER damn, I need one of those. Yeah, go
3: grab a DT. Every Wisconsinite should probably have one, especially if they're going outside. Yeah. No, they're foolproof.
0: I mean, talking (laughs) about flea (laughs) farm, how Wisconsin are we here? So.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh,
2: man, the first time I went to that store, I was floored. I was, I could not believe
3: that. that That's what the doctor says. The doctor says I got to go to Fleet Farm and get me yeah. a t- key. You know, Here's a prescription
4: for Keith more them. Fleet now, Farm.
3: <laughs>
4: Fleet Farm was my first job. I, like, I'm not a very outdoorsy guy, but my buddy worked in sporting goods and he was stealing BB guns. I was like, I got to get a job there so I can get a BB gun. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you they could get a job there in, uh, and then
1: legitimately buy one, but you know. Right,
4: yeah. <laughs> I, they posted awesome. me up in the tire section and I hated it.
0: Oh man, you didn't get you didn't get put in the BB gun section. That sucks. No, I didn't, I didn't steal any tires. Oh man, no rubbers either. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but no, I, it, it's oh. funny because like you go in there, there's like a shotgun, and then there's a Charlie Barron's T-shirt like right next yeah. to it. You know what I mean? It's crazy yeah. how big that store is. Larry the is.
1: Cable Guy shirt or something, you know?
0: Larry the Cable Guy. Jeez, man. Yeah, I that's don't know, going man. back in time, bro, bro,
1: buddy. Is he not? <laughs> is he not legit anymore? Is I he don't know. Re- Relevant. I'm not sure.
2: Well, I like any store where you can go in and buy like cattle fencing and cheese balls.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. There's multiple
2: options in this state. It's incredible. You, you can get brewskis, store.
0: brewskis, chicken food, Charlie Baron shirt, and a BB gun all yeah. in one stop. So you're good to go. Can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that's the shopping list. Eric goes with. <laughs>
4: But, and a Coleman brand all right. ATV. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm that. talking
0: about. Yeah, you need that. But oh my God, man, this is so cool. Um, Max, did you want to say anything else about the ticks before we go here? These little skeezy bastards.
2: <laughs> yeah, let me. Uh, I'll finish up with the why should be a Wisconsin thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a local uh, physician back in 1970, his name was uh, Dr. Rudolph uh, Scrementi. Uh, graduated from Marquette. Uh, medical school back when before it split off to become mcw yeah and he was a dermatologist so he was here in milwaukee practicing he ended up seeing a patient who was he came in with the, the fever with the rash erythema migrans the target rash and in this uh dr scrumendi is uh, he's credited with being the first person in the united states to actually identify that rash in this country and then kind of assign it to tick-borne illness. So he does this by, uh, even though he sees this guy in 1970, this physician happens to remember an article from the 1950s somehow. I don't remember what I read last week, but some article he read in 1950s by a Swedish dermatologist, a guy named Hellerström. He says, you know what, I read something about this. And he theorizes that the guy he was treating must have contracted this illness, and he treats them with penicillin, which, believe it or not, is kind of still one way that we go about this. Yeah. And lo and behold, he makes the first uh, U.S.-based declaration that, hey, I think we have a similar tick-borne illness here. And so in 1970, he does this, and what do you know? In 19, I believe, 75, uh, I don't know, some guys from Yale, kind of do the same thing, and then they get all the credit, and they name it after Lyme, Connecticut. So we really missed out on that one. Yeah, those
1: Yale douches.
2: <laughs> I, I was, out I, I, of professional courtesy, I didn't want to say it, but you, yeah.
4: know, you did it. Don't uh, worry, I'll
1: take the unprofessional route all, 100% disease. of the time.
4: <laughs> it could have been, like, Toma disease, or.
2: Yeah, it could I mean, I, well, I was going to ask, do you, uh, you guys have any, what what should it have been named? I mean, Lyme disease is, eh. I
1: think they probably should have called it penicillin, but that's just my my opinion.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh god!
1: <laughs>
3: but no, but for it, uh, real, I was used to treat yeah. I was used to treat syphilis early on. That was yeah. the, the big benefit of so penicillin think? was for servicemen in the in the Pacific theater and such. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, those rascals right getting rowdy.
0: The, the <laughs> There's yeah. a hundred percent
3: chance somebody called it penicillin
2: in a in a medical yeah. Room. yeah. Oh, yeah. guaranteed, 100%. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think you're right. I mean, it it definitely should have had some sort of a Wisconsin based uh, name because, you know, we're sort of the ones that uh, that recognized it right here in the United States. Uh, First, you know, maybe first couple cases of it uh, that that and like you said, how did he how did he know what he read? you know how many years before that like i don't like you said i don't remember what i'm reading as i'm you know turning the page i'm like i don't really know what's <laughs> yeah. going on there
3: and without so. google
1: and without google exactly i mean what was life without google you had to have a book and then you had to have uh, some sort of uh, reading retention which i don't have you know
2: i mean look, no, my, our attention span nowadays we're not gonna not gonna accommodate that right. mine certainly doesn't
1: we've been conditioned
0: right so, you know, they do they do have Lyme's disease, right? So it's kinda of like yeah. yeah, it's a town, but it also kinda of is a fruit. So what do you think Wisconsin would be? Like corn's disease or exactly yeah. Or like Wheat's disease. <laughs> Alcoholics disease. My, oh, there you my go. My favorite disease thing that I
2: came up with was yeah. Wisco fever.
0: Mm. Not bad. Actually that one sounds pretty good. Wisco fever is probably the most uh so accurate, yeah. We are gonna go cool. petition the state legislature. You know how me and Eric have such a high standing here in Wisconsin that yeah, <laughs> we cool. can get well, this change. Yes.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, we'll take it straight up to. Well, I mean, I'll not
2: do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll take it to UW Madison and uh, and straight on up to uh, governor status, and we'll we'll make it happen.
0: We know Tom Barrett, but unfortunately, he's uh, not a huge fan of us. So yeah, he's, <laughs> we he's, know he's know him really well. well. He's like the
1: ambassador <laughs> now for some other. Country, he is, right? yeah, yeah. Actually, no, he's, he's Luxembourg. He's, Luxembourg. There yeah, he's
0: know. one of like the coolest dudes actually, but he like. Yeah. He had to deal with our, our BS a couple times here, so... He... Yeah, he is... <laughs> even though... Did you guys... Wait, you guys have heat
1: with Tom Barrett?
0: No, oh, no, no. We're really good friends with him, but he uh, has to deal with us <laughs> being super immature and yeah, shitty. We, like our usual oh, selves.
1: So. We were... Uh, <laughs> we partner with Rock the Green in order to do, uh, like, uh, uh, different Earth Day stuff and then anything that they're involved in as a nonprofit. And for Earth Day, a couple of years ago, we were doing a special and... Uh, Lindsay, uh, the the uh, founder of Rock the Green, tried to put us in touch with uh, with Mayor Barrett, and instead we got a bunch of uh, the the individuals around him that that uh, work primarily as you know, uh, um, you know, I guess just individuals for like uh, the the community and for like the environmental yeah. stuff, and and it was great either way. But you know, he definitely I think heard the podcast name and was like. I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, we had to send him a, <laughs> yeah, a press release and everything. He's like, nah, yeah. we're not doing that. Also, so. the press release was put together by me, and uh, I can't say that I did a great enough job of trying to
0: convince him. You had a couple cans of Mickey's in you when you did it, didn't you? I was you? absolutely hammered. Okay, that's a boy.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> it was after a recording day, so. But, yeah. man, that well, is. We're
3: happy to associate with you guys. But, yeah, awesome. I was just going to say, you know,
1: poor historians. I think what's cool is, is that the 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 initial uh, uh link between us is is wisconsin but uh the the nice thing is uh there's also the this deeper you know uh more more you know prophetic and profound thing of like you guys you know deal with history and 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 you go beyond the state of wisconsin and you talk very medically about certain things and and uh i love it i, I think that that's you know a, a really cool and and uh unique niche that I don't think anybody else does which makes it uh, even that much cooler that that we can uh, sort of do this collaboration and that uh, I know we'll be on your podcast as well and we'll talk about something that uh, that makes sense too
2: yeah, we'll, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I right. definitely will. We will we, we'll work out something and I would look, at, look very much forward to doing so.
0: Yeah. And Max, one of the one of the ones on our list actually was uh, from UW-Madison, um, the discovery of the vitamins uh, B and C, I believe, at UW-Madison. Oh. And so maybe we can do that one on the podcast and talk a little bit more about that if you guys have a little bit of information.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's an interesting topic for sure.
2: So great! B vitamins. Yeah. Nothing gets me. Nothing gets me
0: all riled up like B vitamins. I I'll make tell
1: you. <laughs> oh <laughs> nothing yeah. Nothing <laughs> makes me smile more than a little B vitamin.
0: Get a little B twelve in you. You're good, yep. buddy. <laughs> but
1: before we officially let any of you leave this interview, uh, we do have a awesome segment called "How Wisconsin Are You," and we're about to find out. Oh yeah!
0: Let's rip this. All right, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough.
3: So, just see if we can back up our bona fides here. okay yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm going to get this thing started right away with a hot topic. Uh, have any of you operated a snowblower?
2: Oh well, yeah, God, yes, I just got my uh, first snowblower this year.
1: So that's an all Is three yes. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. I thought yeah, maybe we'd stump yeah. at least one of you. Maybe one of you had uh, somebody come and plow the driveway, or maybe somebody's just really into that shovel action, staying healthy. Uh, but hey, the <laughs> it snowblower took me a long itself.
3: Time, you go ahead. Yeah, no, it took me a long time because we would we have so many hand injuries come in to the emergency room. So when I first started working, I would just see people that reached into their snowblower <laughs> time and time again, and I was like. Man, that thing looks way too dangerous. I sort of imagined this sort of ravenous, you know, horrible machine full of just blades, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was scared of snow blowers for a while. And then I was like, "Well, if I don't stick my hand in the front of it, I should be fine." And I, uh, the first winter I had a snow blower was like, I, I, I waited for it to snow. I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be great. It's so great." So yeah, no, I'm a convert.
1: Yeah, and, sure. And they make it almost impossible to. Put your hand in the front while still operating the auger uh, that could potentially, maybe chew your hand up but it's still it's 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 so beyond the realm of possibility that you have to be wisconsin dumb in order to make an injury out of this oh
4: uh, you guys people find a way every year oh i know <laughs> so
0: many people find a way it's a, a one special guy. person hey jim stop kicking the blades yeah, exactly. you know you get a little you get a little <laughs> stick jammed in there and then you start kicking it and you got it still turned on it's Game a real overbud. it's a real dan thing <laughs> yeah. to do yeah knock it off dan so, so the next one I got for you guys, um, for all three of you, um, have either have any of you been to Summerfest? And uh, each one of you, what is the memorable band you had? Max, if you want to start.
2: Yeah, oh definitely. Uh, Summerfest. Uh, I, I so whew, I think probably my favorite uh, experience at Summerfest. I'm a punk rocker, and so I got the right Bad Religion highlight there. Oh, nice. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, okay, know I'm gonna go with that the other part would be my frustration when they book two bands you really want to see that are like the same genre at the same time. Oh, that's. They sucks. did that with Gogo Bordello and Logging Molly, and I wanted to murder them.
0: Oh man, Gogo Bordello is awesome. Gogol the colors, awesome. The dude. color purple, baby. Let's rock it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. So, Aaron, did you want to go?
3: Uh, I I had to saw Paul Simon down there. That no was way. To be honest. Yeah, I haven't been down there as much as I should be. I think uh, probably my I, I got I got to burnish my credentials a little bit. I mean, it's a great great festival, and I haven't been as much as I should. Yeah, I think. But yeah, that was a good show.
1: I think you know. Also, you know, for for anybody that that uh, that it doesn't frequent very often, what's cool is that you know each year that you go, and if there's if there's any years of you know maybe hiatus uh, in between the 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 festival just keeps getting bigger and better every single time. And although that, you know, like for Russ and I, it kind of is off putting because we don't like people necessarily with the crowds and stuff. And we talk about this <laughs> all the time. Uh, the strollers and the and the and the families that go that are nine deep or whatever. But um man, I tell you what though, they keep attracting some of the best bands and oh, the yeah. most relevant bands and then also bring in the ones that uh I mean, are classics just timeless? Paul Simon.
0: I mean, yeah. like, Paul Simon being one. Of oh my god! Some.
3: Yeah. I mean, he that's came like... up on stage, I was afraid I was going to have to go up there and administer CPR halfway through the show. I mean, he looked ancient, and then he started. <laughs> it was a great set. I mean, it's this amazing set, and all these people around him is a great concert yeah it was it was fun to he,
0: see it wasn't him and julio down by the uh schoolyard the yeah. schoolyard yeah, is, uh, yeah, at the nursing home such a good yeah. song
1: codachrome him and I mean, julio down at <laughs> the
0: nursing home but do they do i
1: mean does he do that kind of uh, stuff still i mean i'm not those sure those are some fast-paced oh, yeah.
3: songs yeah i know right yeah he did he did his call outs for sure he did his greatest hit they were i love great. it
0: call me did al right on oh That's you, yeah, so you good. we've jammed that sucker's hard so mike mike what about you have you been to
1: Summerfest? I was just going to say really quick before we jump from, the, you can call me Al, uh, Chevy Chase in that music video is fucking phenomenal.
0: Oh, yeah. Hands down. <laughs> if you haven't seen the video, Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase and Paul awesome. Simon uh,
1: put on the best performance of a music video I've ever seen, period.
0: All right. So, Mike, what about you? Hey, uh, there was a,
4: a year back, I think late 90s, that I worked at Windy Lodge.
0: Cool. The, the no type, way. Whatever.
4: Yeah, and then um, the Toadies were playing on that stage. Totally, oh, Possum Possum Kingdom. That hell yeah, dude. Um, that Toadies show, <clears throat> that whole album is awesome.
0: Dude, yeah, that I is agree. a great Kingdom's album, just, uh, front to back. Yeah. yeah. I actually have it, I think, on vinyl opinion. right now. It's a oh, great nice. album.
1: Yeah. Um, those are some really cool uh, uh, artists to have seen there. I, I'm jealous of every single one of those because I – I, I tend to stick to my uh, my normal uh, uh, year you know uh, Third Eye Blind is always there uh, so I always tend to go see them at their ten o'clock show when they close things down uh, and then you know like uh, Blink One Eighty Two and Foo Fighters when yeah, they're at Death the main cab, stage I've Death Cab Folds. Uh, Jimmy Eat World on the side stages yeah, and yeah. stuff too so um, awesome I, I love it now let's jump to uh, another pretty incredible topic here we've got some really great sports teams. Um, now uh, we're going to leave one obvious one out, but that's only because you don't really tailgate at this one, but have you ever tailgated at a Brewers Packers or Badgers game or all three?
2: Ooh, i right, I'll, I'll start. I, um, I have done tailgating at the Brewers game Packers game. I've just not been to a Badgers game. Yep. And I have to say as somebody who's probably just the most recent transplant to Wisconsin, when I, I when I when I did uh, residency, they were they, there was a game coming up, and, and okay, we're all going to go to the game, and all my friends in the residency said, you know, hey, we're going to meet and we're going to tailgate. And I, I said, there's is it uh, I mean, is it like a special game or why, why are you tailgating a baseball game? And they're like, we, we tailgate every game.
5: Yeah, yeah.
2: I think like, every <laughs> every home game. You're telling me that <laughs> you're telling me that they tailgate every home game, and yeah, I. Now I understand how silly that sounds because, obviously, you tailgate every baseball game just like every other place does. You know, it's, it's just it's, – it's incredible. So, yes, I will
4: say I think the, the Brewers' tailgate is, not for me, better than the Packers' tailgate. Oh,
2: Top-notch,
3: yeah. yeah. Heck, yeah.
4: Oh, it's oh, tough to do partners. the Packers' one just because of parking and getting up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've yeah, drank in, ever, in
1: a yeah. lot of strangers' backyards up there. You know, you park the truck <laughs> in somebody's <laughs> backyard, you pay – you know, $5. 20, 25 bucks to to park there, and uh, you don't know who the hell's around you. But you just bring out the case and you just suck down a bunch of beers.
4: Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was going to a Brewers game. Like you park, tailgate, and then you leave. You don't even go to the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Been there. You, you, that's the crazy thing about the Packers is like sometimes there's... you just don't make it in. Yeah, like this... you have the yeah, ticket right. and you're just like, meh. I'm too drunk.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I have done the Packers. It's a lot of work. The Packers is a lot of work, though. Yeah, it, it really it's is. It's worth it for the Bloody Marys, but it's it's a lot of work. I agree. Um, I've not done the Brewers. It sounds like, oh my gosh, another, another place where I got to. Oh, I you, I'm yeah. not a huge baseball fan. So,
5: yeah. But yeah.
3: I, I'm i missing the point that it's not about the baseball necessarily. So I think, uh, yeah, maybe we need to have a, a group tailgate. One of these you, you let us up. know. Yeah, we'll they did be still there. The spring training, I
0: I'll bring right. the I'll bring yeah. the dogs, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring a whole bunch yeah. of dogs. So
2: yeah, yeah. We. Uh... Aaron, I, I've always said you need to drink more, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I
3: know. Right.
2: We're like, <laughs> gonna find more
3: opportunities to connect with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's right. You know what's funny? I'm a true Wisconsinite. That's
0: you just create
3: all <laughs> the my reasons. God, my birthday. Be-
0: besides yep. the podcast, we don't really get a chance to drink brewskis. So we like that's why we love our little show because yeah. we get to try like the local beers because we really don't drink during the week, obviously because we have to. Be professional, I mean, yeah, you, gotta, yeah. you know, quote unquote.
1: You've Got to work and stuff, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. I'm so. telling you, you know, the 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 Brewers tailgate is great. Packers, like you said, it's it's a little bit more of an investment, a little bit more of the the work, uh, but it's still great. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the the thing about the the Packers one that maybe edges out Brewers a little bit is because it's once a week uh, that you can do it. The ba- or the the Brewers you could probably do. Three or four times a week, depending on True. Uh, the the mm-hmm. schedule, if they're home or away. But you know that's the only thing. And, and there's a uh, hundred and sixty some odd games in the Brewers' season versus seventeen in a Packers' season. Now, um, very difficult to to be able to afford and get out to uh, one of the you know eight home games that they yeah. basically have. And now there's going to be one in London, and uh, so we're all going to miss out on that one. But uh, there is nothing like tailgating in Wisconsin, uh, and I'm glad that all of you have at least had uh, a share of something.
2: I, I, I do feel very uh, welcome to the state. I'm over here over 10 years, so I, am, I have adapted, I think, hopefully nicely to the culture.
0: Right yeah. on. All right, so I got another one for all three of you, and uh, we'll start with Max. But I wanted to know your take on what do you guys consider to be up north? Because you guys all have different area codes, yeah. so this is going to be really interesting. So, Max, we'll start with you.
2: Uh, okay, so up north, since I moved here, I oh, I think I I have a friend um, up in uh, outside of Eagle River. For me, right that on. is going up north.
0: That is up north. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> Aaron, what do you consider?
3: Uh, anything north of Wausau. I mean, I feel like Wausau yeah. is kind of the, the gateway to the great north, but you got to get way up there to get the good stuff. I oh, mean, yeah. Um, past Sanacqua and all the way up towards, uh, geez, uh, there's some reservations up there. And yeah. we stayed on a little lake that I don't even, I think there, it was full of iron, and I don't even remember the name of it, out the middle of nowhere with my kids, and it was, <laughs> Just beautiful up there. Was was um, that a, a reservation?
0: Was that a Lock de Flambeau? it's um, right it up by to there. Yeah. It was close to there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike, what about you?
4: I'd have to say the same thing. i think north of Wausau, maybe yeah. like yeah. west of Toma, even though it's not that far north.
2: No, um, I, I Is to your out of
4: county west. considered up north or no? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I mean okay. that one's. It, it that's a stretch. I I think that that kind of falls in the in the category of like, yes, it is, but also it's like so touristy that you know <laughs> yeah. Illinois still yeah. goes there too. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah, a hard
3: no on up north. I don't think so at all. I mean, no. you got to yeah. go to the. You got to go to the lakeside just to get away from all the tourists. So it's beautiful. Door County is beautiful, but it doesn't feel up north to me. I
0: always always say like when 51 turns into a single lane, it starts feeling really up north. Which Which is up there. You You know, know, it's up there.
4: You get the cross traffic, you're like – these, yeah. these fuckers are going to pull out. I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Absolutely.
0: That's the
1: thing. When you when you finally get to that point where it's no longer really a highway, but you're all going like 70 miles an hour and there's cross traffic, those people <laughs> yep. are psychos. They're oh, yeah. F- the cl- clowns. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> just going to jump out in front of you no matter what.
4: They always do. It's at rolling stop. And
1: Oh, exactly. Yep. yep.
4: All right.
0: So we don't when keep you, it too. When you feel that. No, no, go ahead.
3: You no, know, I was gonna say when you feel that urge to make sure your tank is at least careful then oh, they, yeah. you know you're up. <laughs> yeah. you, you got seventy not miles sure from this station, mean you here, might yeah. not
0: make it. You don't know. <laughs> so so the last one I got for you guys, because I don't want to keep you too much longer here, but uh supper clubs. Obviously they're a Wisconsin staple. Uh, Max, if you want to start, what's your favorite supper club here in the state of Wisconsin?
2: I am afraid to say I have not had that true experience yet. Oh I Max, tried but, one. Come on, just name a restaurant. I, yeah, <laughs> so McDonald's is was, pretty so good. one of the local bars here in Milwaukee that was supposed to be a supper club, we went in, and they even though they had six glowing signs that said "supper club, good food here, etc." They were, walked in, and they said, "Yeah, no food anymore." And I was like, man, you got you got so many signs out there, like, and you say wow. supper club? What? Is, that, that was I was actually permanently scarred, and I I, I don't want to talk about it.
0: Maxwell we're taking you one of these it days. Hurts, so yeah. we'll get you there. Okay. Aaron, what about you?
3: Yeah, so downtown Tosa, uh, there's they open one within the last couple of years called Bucketabon, and nobody mm. knows how to say it, but that's it's yeah, it heck sounds yeah. it's spelled like how it sounds, and it is it's an an homage to supper clubs way up north, um, but it's a really good homage. I mean, there's like they got the lights and they got signs and they got fish on the wall and they got lakes all over. Um, and they got iceberg salads and they got old timey cocktails. Um, so that one is actually a lot of fun. I really Aaron,
0: enjoy it. That is a new one. And I'm yeah. glad you said that one. Cause yeah, you were right. They just opened recently. actually. Yeah. So that's really cool. Mike, what about you?
4: Uh, I've kind of boycotted supper clubs for the past 10 years. Um, my parents used to run one.
0: Uh, oh, really? Oh, nice. in
4: Sussex called. Yeah. It's called old Templeton.
0: I actually know that one. Um, no way.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that place. I mean, I'm surprised I'm not Yeah, I mean it was just perfect. It was the perfect supper club. You walk in, it's dark. Back in the day you could smoke and made just for a little bit more ambiance. They
1: just had cigarettes lit at every table just so uh, it would create that environment, you
4: know. They had the non smoking section, but like the fan just blew all the smoke into that. Yeah. It was just
0: like a little bit better. Taxidermy Um, and fake wood walls, baby. That's right.
4: So yeah, it was a great fish fry and um, but yeah, they, they've been closed, I think 12 years now. I haven't yeah. really found another replacement. So I'll, I'm trying new fish fries every week. So not necessarily supper clubs. Yeah.
0: But, awesome. Um, yeah. But thank you guys so much. Um, obviously we just want our listeners to know where can we find you guys uh, so we can hear more from poor historians.
2: Yeah, right on. Um, so, uh, and yeah, it's been awesome being on. Thanks guys. Yeah. Uh, so we are, we are listed on pretty much all the major uh, podcast networks, uh, you know, you have your Apple, your Spotify, your uh, all that sort of thing. And uh, there's only one we're not, I'm trying to remember which one it is. I think uh, they just you do need to list that, that one. Yeah,
1: there's just, so, a, so
2: many. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. It's all of them, but that one, that, that one that, uh, that I can't remember. Yeah. So we're around best. there. Get it. yeah, we got awesome. all those social medias, we got all this stuff going on. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so definitely go check out Poor Historians. Uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, it has been a blast talking Heck with yeah. you. And uh, we can't wait to to be that, that cross-pollination and collaborate on yours.
0: So you guys let us know when you're ready to talk about some vitamins because we are going to be ready and we're yeah. coming in hot with uh, UW-Madison's discovery of vitamin B.
1: Yeah, we might even discover yeah. a new vitamin.
0: We're discovering a new vitamin, Vitamin Eric. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Oh, that, that sounds cool. awesome, guys. guys. Thank you
2: so much. Yeah, yeah
0: thanks, guys. You have yeah, a great thanks. Sunday.
2: You too. All right, you too, guys. All right, All right.
0: bye. Bye. bye.
1: All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If
0: you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content.
1: Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages.
0: Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch Watch out for deer on your way home.